We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Dear friends, what do you want to change in your life? Is it a bad habit, a bad relationship, a bad attitude, a bad situation, a bad decision, a bad hair day, or a bad job? What is it that you look at and you say, that's just not right. It's got to change. We live in a society that offers instant change. We're watching the television. We change the channels as fast as click, click, click. We look at our iPhone. We change the screen as fast as tap, tap, tap. We stick food in the microwave, and we've got something ready to eat as easy as zap, zap, zap. Because we change channels and screens and food so quickly, we think we should be able to change our lives that way, just as easily, right? With a click, a tap, or a zap. Well, we're in a series on the book of Exodus, and tonight we want to talk about how God changes us. God uses the same process he does with Moses. Note the word process. Change, godly change, is a process. Godly change takes time. Exodus chapter 2 tells us that one day when Moses was 40 years old, he saw an Egyptian beating an Israelite. What did he do? Well, he killed him and hit him in the sand. The next day, Moses saw the same Israelite, and he's thinking, you know, this guy's probably going to say, hey, thanks, Moses, for saving my bacon. No, but no, this guy's really angry. Will you kill me too, he demands? The word's out. Pharaoh finds out. Moses knows that he's going to be taken out. So Moses hightails it out of Egypt and ends up spending 40 years tending sheep for his father-in-law, Jethro. That's where we pick up Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. For 40 years, all Moses sees is sheep. For 40 years, all Moses hears is sheep. For 40 years, all Moses thinks about is sheep. Talk about being stuck in a rut. Sheep, sheep, more sheep. Moses has to be thinking, this just isn't right. It's got to change. It happens to us too, doesn't it? We get stuck in ruts. What is it for you? Is your spending out of control? Are you overtly critical of other people? Have you lost your ambition to study the Bible, to live a life of integrity, to follow after Jesus? Just like Moses, we say, you know, this just isn't right. Something's got to change. But how? Well, the process, remember process? The process of change begins with God's presence. Exodus 3, verse 2. The messenger of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. This is no ordinary messenger. It's Jesus before he was born in Bethlehem. And this is no ordinary fire. This is the fire of God. The fire of God appears when God calls Gideon and Amos. The fire of God appears when he calls the disciples on the day of Pentecost. Jesus even says that we're baptized with fire. We're baptized with the fire of God. Why is God present in fire? Well, wherever there is fire, you can bet that something happens every single time. And what is it? Change. So what does Moses say? Here I am, Hanini. Hanini means God, I'm at your service. 
Hanini means take my life and let it be, consecrated, Lord, to thee. Hanini means, Lord, I'm ready to change. Then the Lord told him, that's Moses, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I know their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them. I know their suffering. God loves us right where we are. I have come down. God loves us too much to leave us right where we are. He comes down with fire, the power of God's word, to fire us up with devotion and passion and love for Jesus. The process of change continues with God's plan. The cry of the Israelites has reached me, God says, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have oppressed them. So now, go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses, age 40, back in chapter 2, yeah, okay. Moses, age 80, in Exodus chapter 3, no way. Moses replies in Exodus 3.11, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God doesn't say, Moses, where's your confidence? God doesn't say, Moses, where's your get up and go? God doesn't say, Moses, don't you know you could do anything if you just set your mind to it? Come on, Moses, beat them, bust them, make it your custom. God doesn't say any of that. Why? Because who am I is always the wrong question. When we want to change, who am I is dead wrong every single time. What's the right question? God, who are you? Who is this God? who makes changes us through a process, asking us to live by faith. He says in Exodus 3.12, And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought out the people of Egypt, you all will worship God on this mountain. You all will worship God on this mountain? That's ridiculous. We don't need a sign in the future to convince us of God's plan. We need something now. Remember? Change is a process, one step at a time. God says, you will see my plan unfold when you keep saying, Hanini, here I am. God calls us to keep taking steps forward, getting our finances straightened out, repairing that relationship, getting serious about the words we use, being more humble and loving. We will get to that mountain. Have you ever picked up a piece of plywood that's been laying on the ground outside for a couple of months. You lift it up and what happens? The bugs go running and the spiders scattering. You see all kinds of strange life forms. Lizards and snakes, slugs and snails, mice and millipedes. What do you do? You drop the plywood and run. Yuck. Change often looks that way. Ugly and scary with all kinds of strange life forms. Lizards and snakes. We don't want to have anything to do with that. So we run away and settle for a life of plain vanilla. I'll stick with the stupid, smelly sheep, thank you. Come weal, come woe, my status is quo. But the process of change is possible because of God's provision. Moses has four excuses why he can't be changed. One, I don't know your name, Exodus 3, 13 to 22. So God gives Moses his name, I am. Jesus is the great I am. 
right? I'm the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the resurrection and the life. Two, Israel's leaders won't believe me. Exodus 4, 1 to 19. So God gives Moses two miracles, a staff that turns into a snake and a leprous hand that heals, foreshadowing the cross and the resurrection. Three, I'm not a fluent speaker. Exodus 4, 10 to 12. God gives him Aaron. God gives us each other. We're not out there alone. Four, somebody else can do it better. Exodus 4, 13 to 17. God says, Moses, you the man. So what's your excuse? God, I'm too old. God, I'm too young. God, I'm too messed up. God, my train left the station. My ship sailed. God, it's too late. The voice from the bush, though, is the voice of the Lord's messenger. It's Jesus. And Jesus says to you, I love you. I shed my blood for you. I'm not finished with you. There's work to do. Napoleon Bonaparte was in the, the midst of a high-pitched battle, and his officers come up to him and say, if we don't retreat immediately, we're going to be annihilated. No, Bonaparte's not really happy with that news, but he looks at the situation, and he, he calls his bugler over and says, sound the retreat. The 14-year-old bugler begins to cry. Napoleon commands him again, hey, son, I said sound the retreat. And the bugler says, I was never taught how to sound the retreat. I was only taught how to sound in advance. In that case, Napoleon replied, sound in advance. Bugler sounded in advance. In history recorded, Napoleon won the war, or won the battle, rather. You may call, be calling on God to call a retreat, but he only knows how to sound in advance. He's called, it's called the fire of God. God is determined to change us through his presence, his plan, and his loving provision. Do you see it? It's the fire of God. What shall we say? How about saying this? Hanini, here I am. Amen. Now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. We continue with the sermon hymn, 